0: Good evening. Welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson, and I welcome you all into this broadcast. Hallelujah. Come on in and join me for a word from the Lord Most High. Um, This evening on Abide Forever, I want to continue on in our studies from the book of Isaiah. And um, this evening, I'm going to walk us through Isaiah Chapters 36, 37, 38, and 39, all right? Now, I know it seems like a lot, (laughs) but um, we will move through these chapters quickly. Um, However, it's important that we do a little uncovering and investigating here because, you know, in these four chapters, what we see is um, spiritual warfare, that is happening between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, right? We see spiritual warfare that is happening between um, the, the, the kingdom of Assyria, who is backed by the kingdom of darkness, and the kingdom of Judah, who is backed by the Lord Most High. So, so in this hour, what I would like to do is expose Uh, the works of the satanic kingdom of darkness, just so that we can see um, how sometimes things at the surface level appear to be one thing, right? But it's really all together an assault, okay? An assault of the enemy on your life. And so we got to, we got to understand how the enemy of our soul moves. We got to understand how he operates. And I believe that in these four chapters, God shows us uh, some very important things that we need to see as it pertains to how his enemy operates, who is the enemy of our soul. Okay. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this hour that you have brought me to, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Father, for the anointing to teach, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that the spirit of wisdom and counsel is upon me, even now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you would give me all understanding and clarity, Lord Jesus, the power of my soul would be restricted Father God from getting in the way of what it is that you're trying to uh, say to the church in the mighty name of Jesus Lord God I pray for the remnant Lord God I pray Father God for your saints Lord who hear in this hour Lord God that they won't hear my voice Lord Jesus but that they will hear you Father God and that they will come hallelujah in hallelujah as as part of the full number of those who belong to you our Lord our God Father God and I just thank you Lord and I just commit this moment and this hour to you Father God let every word be sealed and covered by your Holy Spirit Lord and let it all land on the hearts and in the hearts Father God on good soil hallelujah that will it might produce in us the harvest of righteousness Lord I pray this with all expectation and hope let every distraction be bound right now in the name of Jesus Lord God Hallelujah. May we focus in and may we have ears that hear you, Father God, and a heart that is postured to see what you're saying to us tonight. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Today, I want to talk about abiding in victory. All right, victory, right? We've got to learn how to stay in the seat of victory, okay? Now, in order to do this, you have to really understand first and foremost that every attack of the enemy on your life is an assault against the plans of God for you, okay? It's an assault against God's plan for your life. The Lord Most High says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future right god is fully aware of what you're capable of he's fully aware hallelujah of everything that he put in you before you were birthed out into the earthly realm by your mother god knows what you're capable of and he knows what your assignments are and the assaults of the enemy on your life are to thwart or overthrow the plans of god for you hallelujah but i want to expose the enemy today so that we can find ourselves abiding in, hallelujah, the place of victory. What we have to ask ourselves is that when we come under satanic assault, am I going to let him win? (laughs) Am I going to let him win? Am I going to throw in the towel? Or am I going to continue to trust God? That is a choice that each of us has to make every single day of our life. Hallelujah. At every touch point with the kingdom of darkness, you've got to decide: Do you still trust the Lord Almighty? And that we gotta, we gotta come to a place of really resolving that. Okay, that no matter what happens, no matter what comes or goes, I resolve to trust in the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. That's that's where it is, and so so this is what we're talking about: abiding in victory. And in, in, in order to abide, you ca- you've got to make that resolution within yourself. You've got to resolve that within yourself that you know what I trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. He is my savior. He is my helper. He is my life. He is my strength. Okay. Listen to me. Uh, 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 Victory is achieved at the point of faith. Victory is achieved at the point of faith. Okay. The word of the Lord tells us in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, comma, our faith, <laughs> this is the victory that overcomes the world, comma, our faith. It is by our faith that we overcome the world, and so so as we consider this this warfare that we find ourselves engaging in, Satan's focus is to what to chip away at your faith. Why? Because victory. Hallelujah. Is maintained at the point of faith. Hallelujah. So that's where we're being attacked. That's where we're being attacked. Listen to me. Satan's assault against Israel was because ultimately he wanted to stop the Messiah from coming into the earth. He did not want Christ to be born. Hallelujah. Because what? Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the kingdom of darkness. That's what Christ came to do and he did it. Hallelujah but 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 in scripture when we look through this old testament what we see is is a satanic assault on the kingdom of light whereby the enemy literally is trying to constantly right lead the people of God into um, the ways of pagan nation he, he he wants to lead them into darkness he leads them into idolatry he leads them into witchcraft he leads them into all types of sexual perversions in hope that he can what corrupt the bloodline and hope that what maybe just maybe god in his righteous indignation will destroy them all you know he is ultimately trying to corrupt The holy bloodline, but the Lord most high tells us, Hallelujah, that the holy seed was abiding in the trunk. That is Jesus Christ our Lord, who is the root of David, who's going to come into the earth, Hallelujah, and set us free from the destructive works of the kingdom of darkness. Okay, but what I want to, but what I'm trying to paint as our latest foundation for us tonight, Hallelujah, is the fact that the enemy works to chip away at our faith, right? And everything and every assault that he unleashed against the nation of Israel, whether it was leading them to marry uh, folks in in uh, that were a part of other nations, that would le- ultimately lead them into lifestyles that were not of God, right? Um, ultimately, he was trying to get them into a life of corruption, all right, and that had it has everything to do with his his. his Him trying to prevent and overturn the plans of Almighty God, which was to what? Hallelujah. Bring Christ into, it was for Christ to come into the earth. Now listen, as we talked about on the last broadcast, God Almighty always preserves a remnant, right? We are that godly remnant who live and abide in the earth today. Those of us who truly believe, Those of us who have the spirit of almighty God abiding in us, we are the remnant of our day. And we talked on the last last broadcast about our posture, right? But listen, as we abide, hallelujah, as the remnant of almighty God, we have got to resolve that we will trust him no matter what, okay? Because what what sometimes appears to be, you know, just... uh, people at odds with one another right or or nations at odds with one another or just like things going wrong no this it, it is absolutely spiritual warfare okay behind behind those words behind those operations and behind those actions is the satanic kingdom of darkness and this is what we see in the book of isaiah as we go through these four chapters hallelujah what god almighty is exposing to us is the works of the kingdom of darkness. This is not just two nations battling against each other. Okay, it's it's not it's not just you know uh, uh, Assyria trying to take over the territory. No. This is a satanic assault to destroy. They intended to destroy all of Jerusalem to include Judah. Why? Because Satan wanted to wipe out the bloodline so that Christ could not come into the earth. It was already written. It was prophetically already released. Hallelujah. The line through which Jesus Christ will come. So the Assyrians had it in their heart to destroy Jerusalem. But the word of the Lord tells us in earlier chapters in Isaiah that that destruction, hallelujah, was only going to come up to the neck. It was only going to come up to the neck. Why? Because the, from here above the head represented Judah, whom the Lord Most High was preserving as his remnant. Listen to me. The word of God tells us in Ephesians the 6, In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, I've got to read this verse. The word of the Lord says at verse 10, finally, grow powerful in union with the lord in union with his mighty strength use all the armor and weaponry that god provides right the scriptures say put on the whole armor of god as some translations say so that you will be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary this is what we're exposing tonight the deceptive tactics of the adversary verse 12 says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood Hallelujah. Hear that again. For we are not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Lord says, listen, this is what you're wrestling. This is what you're wrestling. He says, verse 13, so take up every piece of war equipment God provides. So that when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist. When the battle is won, you will still be standing. Hallelujah. So God says, put on the whole armor of God. Put the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand. Why? Because we're not wrestling against human beings. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. So, so, so foundationally, we've got to really understand that and accept that as true. Okay, now in this 36th chapter of Isaiah, I want to show hallelujah by way of the Holy Spirit what the nation of Judah was up against, in that they were fighting a spiritual battle. Okay, and we can hear in the words that was used in the tactics of Assyria that this 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 one just them fighting. Man against man. Hallelujah. Now watch this. At at, at chapter 36, okay, the the scriptures lead in letting us know that in the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, that Assyria had advanced against all of the fortified cities of Judah and had captured them all. All right. He had advanced against all of the fortified cities. So now Judah is left. And, and that fear is starting to kick in, all right? And so now what we want to look at is a conversation between the representatives of the kingdom of Assyria and the representatives of the kingdom of Judah. The word of the Lord tells us at verse 4, <clears throat> Rabshakeh addressed them, right? This is the representative of the kingdom of Assyria. He was one of their um, chief soldiers or chief council members. He says, Tell Hezekiah, here is what the great king, the king of Assyria says. What makes you so confident? He's asking Israel. He's asking Judah. What what makes you so confident? I say, do mere words constitute strategy, okay, and strength for battle? Why are you so confident? Why do you think we're not going to come in and destroy you? Do mere words constitute strength for battle? What What is he, he, he is, he is questioning them to do what? To make them question their own confidence. Okay. This first, these, these first words are like just classic attempts of the, this is a classic tactic of the enemy. All right. Whenever he comes against you, he will try to make you question your confidence. That's it. And he will use people to do it. You know, that's the way he works. The first thing he wants to do is destroy your confidence. Hallelujah. So, for example, you can be fully convinced and have confidence in what God has told you to do. And you're prepared to go and do it. And then somebody else come along and question it. (laughs) you know trying to chip away at your confidence that's how the enemy works why because he wants to thwart or overthrow the plan of almighty God for your life same thing here why is he questioning their confidence he's questioning their confidence because victory is maintained where at the point of faith Mm -hmm. hallelujah but in order for me to maintain that faith I've got to have confidence in almighty God all right so we're exposing the tactics of the enemy against us hallelujah so that we can maintain the our seat of victory that jesus christ has given to us what does the lord tell us about our confidence he tells us in hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35 do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded god says don't cast off your confidence Hallelujah. I don't care who comes to you and questions you about what it is, how I'm leading you, what it is that I've told you, what it is before you, and how you're going to tackle it and what you're going to do. God says, maintain your confidence. Hallelujah. Listen, and here's the thing it's not about other people understanding it, it's about you having that understanding between you and God Almighty, okay? I remember when I left my job teaching and i already knew for me it was about an assignment and when the lord had released me from that place i had no problems leaving i said yeah y'all i'm not coming back next year and everybody began to question me not only did the people that i work with question me but my own husband was questioning me you know and i said my assignment at the school is done it's time for me to move on now here was the thing i didn't already have a job yet i didn't have a job in place yet you know what i mean but hallelujah i was confident so it didn't matter that people didn't understand that part about my assignment this is the thing when, when i knew i had the confidence that if the lord god almighty said ebony it's okay to go ahead and close that door that is him saying i'm about to open another one for you but if you don't have confidence what will happen is you'll wind up staying in a season where god is saying that season is over hallelujah but it takes confidence to close doors it takes confidence to move on hallelujah listen i'm telling you i'm not i'm telling you what i know and so i was willing to close that door i said i'm not signing any more contracts i'm done i'm moving on you know where are you going to work the lord will provide that was my response hallelujah and he provided not only did he provide but he provided very well (laughs) hallelujah listen to me the enemy of your soul will always try to make you question your confidence and he will use the people closest to you and around you to do it. Hallelujah. Know what it is that God is saying to you and move with it. All right. Stop relying on other folks for confirmations. You don't need other people's confirmations. You have your own relationship with God Almighty and you know exactly what it is he has said to you and how he is leading you. Hallelujah. Be firm and secure in that. And he says to you tonight, don't throw off your confidence. Now, let us go on up to the next few verses. Here we're going to see how <clears throat> another tactic of the enemy that he uses is that he 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 brings the reliability of God into question. Hallelujah. Not only will he make you question your own confidence, but if that doesn't work, then he'll bring the reliability of God into question. Now, I'm a doctorate, so I know what reliability is all about, right? What where reliability is concerned from a research standpoint is is that what we're trying to see is if we take your study and we apply it, hallelujah, again in another context, can it produce the same result? And and so if my if my research was thorough and valid then that study should be able to produce the exact same results that would mean that it is reliable This is the thing that I know about God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is always reliable. I don't care what the context is. The person might change, but God is consistent. He is always reliable. The situation might change, but God is consistent. He is always reliable, but what the enemy will do, what will he he do, y'all? he will bring the reliability of god into question can you really trust him (laughs) you sure you want to leave that job you sure the lord gonna make a way let's see how he what did he do with the nation of israel i'm gonna go up to verse seven hallelujah the word of the lord says um 36 yeah chapter 36 verse seven but Okay, here we go. So the first thing they did was he, he questioned their, um, their confidence and what type of strategy uh, that they had in place. And then at verse seven, he says, but if you tell me we trust in Adonai, our God, then isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, telling Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar? <laughs> right here, he's questioning the reliability of God. He's saying, "Look, look. If, if if you're telling me that your whole strategy for for your safety in this pending attack that is coming, he's saying, if you if you tell me that you're trusting God, then I, I just kind of I can't process that. He's saying I got I got a problem with that because isn't this the same one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed? This is in the word." Right. And this is this is a really a play. Uh, he, he's playing on their conscience. He's playing on their heart right here by questioning this. We have to know why Hezekiah removed the altars. Because if we don't know why Hezekiah removed the altars, we would think something is wrong with God. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Why did Hezekiah remove the Hezekiah removed the altar simply because the 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 the, the, the sacrifices that were being made on the altars in the different high places that people were making them any old kind of way they wanted to make them and not according to the customs and the laws that God Almighty has set in place. So what King Hezekiah did in his reign, and he he said that listen, the altar is going back to the temple, and that is the only place that is gonna be. Hallelujah. He destroyed all, every other altar in every other high place throughout their land, throughout their territory but here comes the enemy here comes the enemy, what is he doing? bringing the reliability of God into question well didn't Hezekiah destroy all of God's altars so who, who are you trusting? why did Hezekiah destroy all the altars? banking on ignorance, right? Hallelujah. The word of the Lord tells us, listen, the word of the Lord tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God, he is God. The Lord your God, he is God. Reliable, trustworthy, faithful. Listen, that verse goes on to say, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations, good God Almighty, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations. This is the God that we serve. Listen, he's not a dead God. Our God is alive and well. And I'm telling you, almighty remnant, that when you open your mouth, God hears you. Hallelujah. Listen, the word says that his covenant, he keeps his covenant to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. King Hezekiah destroyed those altars that he might keep the commandment of God Almighty concerning the sacrifices that were being made. And so he brought all of that back to the temple alone. But here comes the enemy trying to make them question the reliability of almighty God. Hallelujah. That's a tactic. That's strategic. That's strategic. Hallelujah. Listen, the the verse eight says, all right, then make a wager with my Lord, the King of Assyria. I will give you 2000 horses if you can find enough riders for them. So now he's like, um, (laughs) <laughs> he's He is making a negotiation, but he's really not sincere because he's saying, I mean, I'll give you 10,000 horses if, if you have enough folks to ride on them. He already knows that they have Judah outnumbered. But what he can't figure out is why they haven't surrendered. Hallelujah. And they haven't surrendered because they know who they are and they know whose they are. Hallelujah. So, so the enemy will make you question your confidence and then he'll make you question the reliability of almighty God. Not only that, but the enemy wants you to negotiate a compromise. This is where we get it right here. Verse eight. What did he says? Make a wager with me. See that the enemy wants to make a compromise with you because he knows that if you if you stand in victory you're going to win if you stand in faith <laughs> you're going to win if you stay courageous you're going to win but he 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 wants you to negotiate and make a compromise what did he say I will give you 2000 horses if you can find enough riders for them how then can you repulse even one of my master's lowest-ranked army officers. Yet you are relying on Egypt for chariots and riders. Do you think I have come up to this land to destroy it without Adonai's approval? Adonai said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Now we know, hallelujah, that God's judgment was already prophesied against Jerusalem. So we knew that an invasion was coming, hallelujah. But what we also know is that Judah... The remnant of Almighty God would be protected and preserved in the midst of the invasion. Hallelujah. So what is the enemy doing? He he, he wants to negotiate a compromise with us so that we will surrender to him. Because he knows that if we stand firm, he will be defeated every single time. How do we overcome the world? Our faith. How do we overcome the world? Our faith. Hallelujah. This is it. The word of the Lord tells us in, again, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone born of God overcomes. Listen, there is overcoming power in you. The Lord Most High, hallelujah, says everyone who is born of God overcomes the the world. All you got to do is stand still. All you got to do is walk it out. All you got to do is trust God. All you got to do is stay courageous. All you got to do is do what the Lord Most High tells you to do. When he says walk away, walk away. When he says go, go. When he says stop, you stop. Hallelujah. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. At verses eleven and twelve, the enemy evokes fear. Okay, so he questions our confidence, questions the reliability of God, tries to get us to make a compromise, negotiate instead of standing on what you believe. Let me make you another offer, Ebony. Instead of you instead of you leaving that job in faith, go go ahead and stay one more year. Oh, the kids need you. Don't you wanna Don't you wanna help? You know, he's gonna negotiate some type of compromise. But God is saying, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future. Watch this, at verses 11 and 12, the enemy evokes fear because he knows that fear undermines faith. How do we overcome the world? Our faith. So he evokes fear when when nothing else is working. You know, when you remain confident, when you say, my God is reliable, hallelujah. When you don't negotiate with the enemy, what does he do next? He evokes fear. He evokes fear. Hallelujah. Let us see what, what the word of the Lord tells us in verse 11 and 12. All right. So the oh, here, watch this. Okay. So Eliakim, Shebna, and Joash said to Rabashakeh, please speak to your servants in Aramaic right because see Rabbi Shaka was speaking in Hebrew the problem with that first of all who who outside of the Hebrews would know Hebrew who 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 outside of Judah would be able to speak their language right and so as I was doing my research on Rabbi Shaka you know there there some some scholars believe that he is an apostate he is an apostate Israelite, one who fell away from the faith. How else is he able to speak Hebrew fluently? Because you can't just speak it. You got you to gotta live amongst the people to be able to speak the language. And so here he is able to speak Aramaic, but he's speaking to Judah in their own language. Hmm. Watch this. The word of the Lord says, Uh, But, but, uh, okay, so they said, please speak to your servants in Aramaic since we understand it. See, they didn't, they, uh, let me go on, let me go on. He said, don't speak to us in Hebrew while the people on the wall are listening. But Rabbi Shekha answered, did my master send me to deliver my message just to your master and yourselves? didn't he send me to address the men sitting on the wall who like you are going to eat their own dung and drink their own urine this is this is what the um the the, Shekha, the representative of the king of Assyria is saying he said, so no I, I didn't come here just for you and your king to hear this i want everybody to hear he said he wanted them all to hear it goes on to say at verse 13 then Rubeshek stood up and speaking loudly, he got loud. <laughs> he got loud. He, then speaking loudly in Hebrew, he said, "Hear what great king! Hear what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. This is what the king says: Hallelujah." Then he goes on to say, "Don't let Hezekiah deceive you, because he won't be able to save you. He's evoking fear. He's evoking." fear so so when the people on the wall began to hear they're going to take this word back to the people fear undermines faith and what happens when our faith is undermined we have all types of breaches and cracks that the enemy attempts to come in and torment us through why Because he wants to demolish your confidence. He wants to convince you that God is not reliable. He wants you to take that satanic compromise. Because if you take the compromise, he doesn't have to be defeated. And so he's evoking fear. Speaking in Hebrew very loudly, telling everybody exactly what the king of Assyria is going to do to Judah. And then he goes on to say, don't, don't, don't be deceived by Hezekiah. Don't be deceived by your king. (laughs) This is deception. These next few lines, he begins to deceive. These are are the layers of operation of the satanic kingdom of darkness, right? He gets you at, he'll try to get you at one one level or another, right? And it starts again with something simple. Let I me mean, attack your confidence for some folks who may not be as rooted as others, that he'll get you right there. Boom. He hit you right. <laughs> all that confidence is out, out the door. He's sent the right person to say something to you, question you, and then boom, you you done throwed all your dreams behind you. You, you, you. you can't see it no more. You don't know that it's possible. Right. If he doesn't get you at that level, then what? He's going to make you question God. Can God really help you with this? Did God really tell you to do this? Is God really with you? Is He really reliable? Is He really going to provide for you? If He can't get you there, then what? He wants to give you something else as a reasonable compromise. If you don't take that, then what does He move on forward and do? He evokes fear in your life. All these bad things are going to happen to you, you're going to lose you will be destroyed. You will be eaten up. It's not going to work for you. Hallelujah. There's layers to it. There's layers to it. And if he doesn't get you at the point of fear, then what does he do? Shifts to operating in deception. So now I'm going to deceive you. I had a play on words. Hallelujah. He begins to try to Deceive them. Well, listen at what he says. He says, Hallelujah. Don't listen to Hezekiah. And I'm, I'm in Isaiah the 36th chapter. Um, don't listen. Let me go back up. Verse 14. This is what King the King says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you because he won't be able to save you. And don't let Hezekiah make you trust in Adonai by saying, Adonai will surely save us. Listen, that's where it's at. He's telling them straight up, don't, don't listen to him and don't, don't, don't let him make you put your confidence in Adonai saying Adonai is going to help you. But watch what he goes on to say. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, um, Adonai will surely save us. This city will not be given over to the king of Assyria, right? He's saying, don't let, don't let Hezekiah make you believe. That Adonai is going to save you and the city is not going to be given over to the king of Assyria. Verse 16. Don't listen to Hezekiah. For this is what the king says. Make peace with me. Surrender to me. That's what Satan wants. He wants our surrender. Hallelujah. Then every one of you. Watch this. Here's the offer. He says, then every one of you can eat from this vine and fig tree and drink the water in his own um. In his own cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own, a land with grain. When he says, "Adonai will save us," has any god of any nation ever saved his land from the power of the king of Assyria? You hear that? Has any god of any land ever said, like just digging on them, digging up? This, this is what I'm talking about. These are the kind of attacks. That the enemy does on your mind to keep you from moving forward in the things of God, to keep you from moving out in what God is 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 telling you to do or to keep you away from walking in obedience to the plan of almighty God for your life. He says, where are he says, has any God of any nation ever saved his land from the power of the king of Assyria he said we ain't lost about yet." Wait until we get to the next next chapter. Hallelujah. Verse 19 says, Where are the gods of Hamat and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sarphavia? Did they save Samaria from my power? Where is the god of any of these countries that has saved this country from my power? He's saying, listen, none of these gods save their people. So who do you think your god?" Yes. what do you think that he can do? Hallelujah. Listen, he says, so that Adonai might be able to save Jerusalem from my power. But they kept still and didn't answer him so much as a word for the king's order was don't answer him. And this is how we got to be sometimes when Satan is attacking our mind. You know, we can't play into it. Sometimes you just got to be silent. When, 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 when people start questioning things and, and, and chipping away at you, don't don't give them the fuel that they need. Don't run in trying to justify this or that. Trying to explain yourself. Trying to explain your strategy and your plan. Don't do it. Be silent. Be silent. There is power in silence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So so the enemy is operating in deception because he's not, he's not. What what he's trying to do is he's trying to say, he's trying to put all these gods on the same level. <laughs> but the satanic kingdom of darkness knows these gods aren't the same. Like no, I know why you defeated those other nations. You defeated those other nations because those were idol gods. Those they these those were not even gods that are here. They're not gods that respond when their people pray. But now you up against something all to, all the different, altogether different. <laughs> and so really what the satanic kingdom of darkness is wants, he wants surrender. Because he really doesn't want to have to go up against the king of kings. He really doesn't have to want to have to go up against the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He really doesn't want to have to go up against the creator of heaven and earth, hallelujah, but he's working these levels of tactics and strategies against Israel the same way he works these very same tactics, hallelujah, and strategies against us. The Lord says, remind the people, Satan is a liar. He was a liar from the beginning, and when he lies, he speaks from his nature. There is no truth in him, hallelujah hallelujah now watch this so so that's that was 36 all right now when we get to chap this is this is so good i just hang in there with me and we're gonna get through it i got 20 minutes i'm gonna try to be done um on the top of one hour all right we've been going 40 minutes just getting through 36 but 36 was a little lengthy now watch this at 37 hallelujah 37 opens up Hezekiah is sending word to the prophet Isaiah concerning what the king of Assyria just said, right? He's like, man, (laughs) okay. You know, he's saying, look, pray for the remnant. Hallelujah. We, We talked about that on the last broadcast, right? Our posture as the remnant, you know is a posture of we are the intercessors of our day of our day you know we're we supposed to be praying hallelujah without ceasing but listen listen so so hezekiah gets word to the to isaiah the prophet and he's saying pray for the remnant as a matter of fact 37 chapter 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 37 verse 4 um let me go back up a little bit verse 3 uh they mm-hmm. said to him this is what Hezekiah says, today is a day of trouble, rebuke, and disgrace. Children are ready to be born, but there is no strength to bring them to birth. Good God, see that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's why we can't entertain everybody's conversation, right? Because everything that they that the that the, the, the that the king of um Assyria and his name is Cher. Well, I gotta read it. But anyways, listen, he said. Everything that he said to them wiped them out, like it was like a blow to the gut, right? And so, we, when we get right here, and and this verse says what? Hallelujah! At, at chapter thirty-seven, he says that 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 um, this is what Hezekiah said. So today is a day of trouble, rebuke, and disgrace. Children are ready to be born, but there is no strength to bring them to birth, right? I I, I was standing strong. I had an idea. I understood what God wanted me to do. But then somebody came along and questioned me. They began to push back saying that my strategy is not a real strategy, saying that it's going to take more than just me believing God, suggesting that maybe the the, the works and the actions that I've been putting behind what I'm doing isn't going to work. And maybe I need to just stay where I am. And, and, And when people do that to us, that's like taking blows to the stomach. And King Hezekiah, he said, but and you heard the line of questioning. Questioning their confidence, right? Questioning the reliability of Almighty God. uh, Bringing in deceiving words to make them, uh, uh, you know, not stand in their faith in that God was able to save and deliver them. He says that this is a day of trouble. This is a day of disgrace and rebuke. Children are ready to be born, but there is no strength to give birth. no strength to give birth. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, maybe Adonai, your God, will hear the words of Rabbi whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to taunt the living God and will rebuke the message which Adonai, your God, has heard. So pray for the remnant that is left. Hezekiah is asking for prayer and he is hoping that God will rebuke the words of Rebbe hallelujah, that were sent by the king of Assyria. So this is where they are. Um, This is where they are right now as we enter into chapter 37. Now, the message has gone to Isaiah. And you know Isaiah, he's faithful. You know, Isaiah, of course, he goes in before God. To see what the Lord Most High has to say about it, but meanwhile, what happens? Satan levels it up. The Satanic Kingdom of Darkness levels it up, right? <laughs> Hallelujah! Because what? You know the other stuff ain't work. What he do, do? Attack their confidence, attack the reliability of God, evoke fear because fear undermines faith. What? Begin to operate in deception and listen to what he does the next time. Hallelujah! He he begins to blaspheme. Hallelujah! The enemy uses blasphemy. To make his point and strengthen his argument, that's the next tactic. Yes, he begins to blaspheme because this is the thing about blasphemy, right? Blasphemy is like that's like a whole other level of things, right? So if somebody begins to blaspheme the Lord Most High, you're like, hold on now, what's wrong? What's wrong with this brother? What's wrong? What's wrong with this sister, right? Or or did I miss something like? You know, you, you really believe that strongly and what you're saying? Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Make you, make you, trying to make you question something. You know, and so Satan uses blasphemy, believe me, as a tactic. Listen, the word of the Lord says, watch this. Now, the first time he said to them, don't believe Hezekiah. Don't let Hezekiah trick you into what? Believing that Adonai is going to save you. But then what does he say directly right here? At verse 10. He says, This is what you ought to say to Hezekiah, king of Judah. This is what he says this time. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you. That's blasphemy. He said, don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you. That's a whole nother level of the conversation. You see what I mean? And like, and that's why we got to be careful about the company that we keep, you know, because some folks, they operate in some other kind of stuff and they'll, they, 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 they aren't always who we think they are. Okay. And so sometimes, you know, you begin to hear some stuff. You be like, oh, okay, hold on. I, I got to put some diff- distance between me and thee because we are not the same. So, so now, Rabbi Shekha, representative of the king of Assyria, is saying, don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you by saying, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the power of the king of Assyria. And why would he even take time to say that? Because he already knows, you know the operation of the king of Judah. You know that they trust the prophets of their house. So he already knows that everything that was said, that he said earlier, was already taken to the prophet to see what almighty God was going to say to the prophet. And so now he's continuing on with the next layer of this attack. saying, don't let your God deceive you. Don't let your God deceive you. He was saying that to strengthen his argument. Verse verse, verse um, 11 says, You have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands. They have completely destroyed them. So how will you be delivered? Again, driving home that same argument. Have the gods of the nations delivered them? No. My ancestors destroyed them. Right now he's making it seem like, You know, I'm on your side, brother. I'm, I'm really trying to help you out. Don't let your God deceive you. I saw this. I, I, my, The proof of my ancestors is here today to tell you that everybody that we have gone up against, we have destroyed. We have destroyed all of the other gods in all of the other lands. And we are going to destroy you too today. That's what he was trying to. That's, that's what he was getting at. And then he goes on to list names of people. <laughs> He's like, where is the king of Hamath?" The king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sarfaiavim, of Henna, of Eva, right? He's calling our names. Where, where are they? They've been destroyed at our hands. But this is what I'm the point is to show you that there is no depth that the enemy won't go to to, to to get you outside of the plan of God. See, the enemy doesn't care about what we do as long as we don't do what God wants us to do. That's that's really what it boils down to for him. He just doesn't want our obedience to Almighty God. He 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 thrives in misalignment because the favor of God abides on what alignment and obedience. Hallelujah! So the enemy is like, you can do whatever you want to do; they ain't gonna bother you too much. But when you start walking in obedience, mm-mm, I'm not, I'm not going to have that. So he begins to go through these layers of tactics. Hallelujah. To, 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 to weaken you, to weaken you, to make you question yourself, to make you question your God, to make you question his plans and his purposes and, and his ability. Hallelujah. Hallelujah the Lord Most High says don't be deceived. So let me let me keep going. Watch this. The enemy's assault against us is an assault against our father, right? So everything that Rabbi Shekha is saying to, to Judah he's saying to God because God takes personally everything that happens to us everything that's said about us you know, he's like, hold on, hold on. That's my child. Like he he, 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 is our vindicator. He'll bring correction. Hallelujah! To that. You, you, you can't just treat a child of God any kind of way. You can't talk about a child of God any kind of way. He'll silence you. We don't fight our own battles. We trust the Lord God Almighty to bring judgment. Hallelujah! Against those who oppose us hallelujah listen so 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 god has taken all of this personally and watch this hezekiah (laughs) hezekiah uh shows us how to respond to the threats of the satanic kingdom of darkness now watch this so so after they come around again you know they got all this blasphemy going on don't trust god don't let him deceive you blah 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 my ancestors this and that right this that and the third (laughs) We'll go ahead and say that right. So so watch this. Then he goes on. Um, now the first time Hezekiah does what? Hezekiah takes it to the prophet. He takes it to, to Prophet Isaiah and says, Hey, you know, pray for the remnant. Talk to God about this, man. Right. But then when this, when this right here, this this second attempt comes around, this blasphemy, saying, Hezekiah, don't trust God. Don't let them deceive you. Then watch what Hezekiah does. Hallelujah. Because I believe that right here, this is where Hezekiah shows us how we ought to respond to the threats of the satanic king of darkness. Right? So you want the enemy start attacking your mind. (laughs) Hallelujah. He attacks our minds all the time. All right? Let us see. Let us see what what how Isaiah responds, because we need to adopt these practices. Okay. All right. Let me go to verse 14. We're in chapter 37 now. Verse 14. Hallelujah. Hezekiah took the letter from the messenger's hands, right? So not only did he say it, but it was written down. It was in a, in a letter. He took the letter from the messenger's hands and read it. Then Hezekiah went up to the house of Adonai and spread it out before Adonai. Hallelujah. So, so Hezekiah took the message and spread it out before Adonai's about. Hallelujah. Watch this. This is this is this is it's beautiful. Hallelujah. Verse 15 says, This is the prayer that Hezekiah prayed to Adonai. Let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church tonight. This is what Hezekiah prayed. Verse 16, he says, Adonai's about. What is that? The Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. See, Judah is but a remnant. They're just a small, tiny, tiny portion hallelujah remaining of a much larger population of people that existed at one time but they represent that small amount of people who said we will trust in the name of the lord we will trust in almighty god we will not uh 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 cast off our confidence we will not throw in the tile Hallelujah. We're going to maintain our faith. They are the remnant of their day. Hallelujah. So, 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 Adon- not Adonai, but so Hezekiah, he spreads the messages out before Adonai's about. We are small, a small, tiny remnant, but you are the Lord of hosts. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord God Almighty. So he references him as who he is, Adonai's about the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Watch this verse 16. He says, Adonai's about God of Israel, who dwells above the cherubim. Hallelujah. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, you made heaven and earth. Turn your ear, Adonai, and hear. Open your eyes, Adonai, and see. Hear all the words that Sennacherib, that's that's the name of the king, King Sennacherib. Um, Hear all the words that Sennacherib sent out to taunt the living God. It is true that the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the countries and their lands and have thrown their gods into the fire for those were none gods Hallelujah. He says, merely the products of people's hands, wood and stone. This is why they could destroy them. Hallelujah. Now, therefore, Adonai, our God, Save us from this power. We recognize who you are. Hallelujah. He says, so that all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you are Adonai. You only. Listen, Hezekiah takes the message from from King Sennacherib sent by um, Rabashek and he spreads them out before Adonai hallelujah and this is the part that i like he addresses god on the basis of who god is and that's how we gotta approach god hallelujah concerning his situation he says you adam you are adonai our god you are the god of israel hallelujah he says you are the creator of heaven and earth you are the only true god he addressed god on the basis of who god is and i'm telling you Whenever I ever need to get a prayer through, I address God on the basis of who He is. I address God, Hallelujah, on the basis of what I know He had done in times past. And when I called, Oh my God, Hallelujah, with the facts about who He is and what He had done, guess what? The Lord God Almighty responded, and it responded to me quickly. Hallelujah! He sent forth His word swiftly because He is the God who hears. The only true and living God. Hallelujah. This is how we respond to the tactics of our adversary. We bring every every time he attacks your mind, spread it out before God. Every time somebody begins to assault the plans of God before your life, spread it out before God. Hallelujah. Every time somebody tries to tell you that you don't have it, you don't have what it takes, you can't pull it off. You can't do it. But you know what God told you? Spread it out before Adonai. Hallelujah. Hezekiah, spread it out before the Lord Most High. And he addressed God on the basis of who he is and on the basis of his track record. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then what did he do? Hallelujah. He surrendered the battle to the Lord God Almighty. That's And that's the part. See, we spread it out. And we address God for who he is and what he has done. But then we don't surrender the battle. Or, or we do a partial surrender. Or we do a take back. <laughs> The Lord says, no take backs, no take backs. Surrender the battle to the Lord Almighty. Trust him to fight it. This is what Hezekiah, hallelujah, this is what Hezekiah did. He surrendered the battle to the Lord Most High. And Watch this. The Lord God Almighty responded to Hezekiah in verses 21 through 38. I'm not going to read all those verses. Glory to God Almighty. Y'all go and read these verses so you can hear what the Lord Most High uh, had to say to Hezekiah. I just want to skip all the way down to verse 33 of chapter 37 and tell you what the Lord Most High said. Okay, y'all go and read the other verses. I'm going to go straight to 37. Guess what the Lord said? The Lord says, therefore, (laughs) this is what Adonai says concerning the king of Assyria. He says, he will not come to this city hallelujah (laughs) this is what it looks like when you let god fight your battles. he said he will not come to this city or even shoot an arrow there he will not confront it with the shield or erect earthworks against it by the way he came he will return however he got up in here he's going back out that same way he will not come to this city This is what it looks like when we let God Almighty fight out. I'm talking about spread it out before God. Hallelujah. Acknowledge who he is and then trust him to handle it. The Lord said, hey, king of Assyria, he's not coming to this city. And watch this. Hallelujah. Uh, Verse 35 says, for I will defend this city and save it. Both for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Hallelujah. Listen, the Lord said, I gotta, I, I'm got, I, going to save the city for my own name's sake and for, uh, for the sake of David. Hallelujah. Why? Because this is a satanic assault of the enemy. This is a satanic assault of the enemy to, to try to block the way of the coming Messiah, who is the root of David. The Lord Most High says, no, I got a remnant right here, and they're going to be untouched because they have not bowed down to the ways of the kingdom of darkness, and they have maintained their trust and confidence in me. And because of that, I'm going to fight this battle for them. Watch this. The word of the Lord says at verse 36, then the angel of Adonai went out and struck down 185,000 men in the camp of Assyria. Come on! Come on! He went out and struck down not a hundred. Not a thousand. The angel of the... He is Adonai Zabal. He is the Lord of hosts. We're not a burden to him. Hallelujah. I, I don't care if uh, uh, 100,000 people all brought a petition before God at the same time. God is able to handle and answer them all. He ain't short on help. Hallelujah. That's why he is Adonized about. He is the Lord of hosts. The scripture says that then the angel of the Lord, he didn't send multiple angels, he sent one, and the one went in and did what? Struck down 185,000 men in the camp of Assyria. Hallelujah this is the god we serve so if you ever start to doubt whether or not the lord most high can fight your battle for you remember that hallelujah when hezekiah prayed when he spread it out before god almighty what happened the lord most high sent the angel and the angel smite one hundred and eighty-five thousand men in the camp of the assyrians army hallelujah he, he, he struck them all dead. Then verse 37 says, So, so Senacherib, king of Assyria, left. You see, you see, he struck all of his men dead. He had 185,000 men out there with him. Lord struck them all dead. <laughs> so, King Senacherib, he was talking all that trash. Talking about don't let God deceive you. <laughs> he gets up the next day and all of his men are laid out on the ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. Watch this. And at verse 38, the word of the Lord says, One day, as he was worshiping in the temple of Nisroch, his god, little god, idol god, his sons, Adremelet and Sharetzer, struck him with the sword and escaped into the land of Ararat. So his son, Esar, Hadan, took the place as king. Hallelujah. So not only did he not come into the city, the Lord struck his men dead. He called himself fleeing. He thought he got away. But then guess what? His own sons came and took his life. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Even as Judah is the remnant of their day, that I, I, I the prophet Isaiah, hallelujah, is speaking of in these chapters tonight. We are We who believe, we are the remnant of our day. And God Almighty wants you to know that He wills to act on your behalf. That when you pray, He hears you. Don't ever forget about who He is. And don't, don't, don't lack in your confidence. Hallelujah. Don't lack in your confidence. Now, watch this Isaiah has been successful. I'm almost done. I'm way over my time, y'all, but I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Isaiah has been successful, right? so so we saw these layers of attack right they're trying to get them to a compromise that's what satan does he wants us to compromise he wants us to he wants us to not stand in faith because victory is achieved at the point of faith where the lord says in first john and five right we overcome the world by our faith hallelujah so the enemy chips away at. he tries to chip away at that but we gotta stand firm now as we move forward to chapter 38, it opens up with some sad news for King Hezekiah. All right. Now, we don't know necessarily this event likely took place before the the assault on um, the 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 fleeing or or the destruction of the 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 Assyrians, um, because you know as we read through it, we we hear that it it, it sounds like it happens in the midst of all of that going on, okay? But Hezekiah is met with some bad news in chapter 38, right? So he just prayed. He just got the answer. Boom, pow, bang. The Lord Most High intervenes. It's handled, right? And so now uh the prophet Isaiah is coming to King Hezekiah, and he says to him, listen, you need to set your, set your house in order because you are about to die right that's what the word of the lord says now we go to verse 3 hallelujah we hear a verse starting at verse 2 we hear hezekiah's response you know he he already seen what prayer can do (laughs) so 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 here is what um uh how king hezekiah responded verse 2 says hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to adonai I plead with you, Adonai, remember now how I lived before you, truly and wholeheartedly, and how I have done what you see as good, what you see as good. Hallelujah. And he cried bitter tears. Hezekiah wasn't ready to go. Hezekiah was like, Lord, I still got work to do. Hezekiah was digging, being on the battlefield for the Lord. Hallelujah. He wasn't ready to go yet. Yeah, so but Hezekiah had fallen ill and uh, Isaiah said, set your house in order for you are about to die. Hallelujah. Hezekiah takes the same posture as he did concerning the, 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 the king of Assyria. He continues to stand in faith and I think that we can take we can definitely um take a lesson from king hezekiah here hallelujah because even when we listen to his prayer what does he remind god of he reminds god that he had served him truly faithfully and that he had done the good he had done things the way the lord most high had wanted them done hallelujah so, so what we got to ask ourselves is, Lord, am I living my life in such a way that if my time had come and I asked for an extension, you were granted. <laughs> come on now. Are, are, are you living your life in such a way that if your time came and you wasn't ready to go yet, hallelujah, that you could use your 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 good work before god and that you were obedient to him and that you were faithful to him as the basis for an extension on your life (laughs) that's what the king did hallelujah he used he used he used his obedience to god hallelujah as the basis of a request for an extension on his life. Hallelujah. Hezekiah continues to abide in victory maintaining his faith in God and he brings his own mortality to the battle line. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because the Lord fights our battles. Mortality is a battle. You know, when we fall ill or the people we love fall ill what do we do? We pray. Hallelujah. We bring it to the battle line. We spread it out before God Almighty, and this was no different. Hallelujah. Hezekiah's mortality was coming. He was was coming to an end. His clock was about to expire. So he took the same approach, spread out the issue. Hallelujah. He spread it out before the Lord Most High, pleaded with him. Hallelujah. For an extension, cried bitter tears. And the word of the Lord tells us in verse four through eight, that God responds by extending Hezekiah's life another 15 years. The word of the Lord came to him saying, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. Hallelujah. Therefore, I will add 15 years to your life. God honors. He, 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 he honors our prayers you know he 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 pays attention to what we do and hezekiah said remember now how i have lived before you truly and faithfully those altars hallelujah that the people were offering sacrifices on incorrectly not according to the way that you have given to us god i tore them all down out of honor out of respect for you. Hallelujah. I brought worship back to the temple. Lord most high. Hallelujah. I have lived before you truly and wholeheartedly. And I've done what you see is good. Hallelujah. Can we use our character before God Almighty as a basis for an extension on life? Hezekiah did, y'all. in the Lord most high. Responded, saying, "I hear you. <laughs> I see your tears, and I'm adding 15 years. Hallelujah! Not only, not only does God add the 15 years to Eli to his life, He says, also, I will rescue you and this city from the power of the king of Assyria." I will defend this city. So, this, this is why I'm saying, like this right here, him adding the 15 years likely happened before the Lord Most High did what he did, slaying the hundred and eighty-five thousand. Because here he is saying to has King Hezekiah that he is he is also going to defend the city against the king of Assyria. But imagine that. Hallelujah. You've been praying to God about the safety of the city, and then you turn around and get sick, and the prophet is saying, set your affairs in order. You're about to die. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is a good God. He says, watch this at verse 7. He says, and this will be a sign for you from Adonai, that Adonai will do what he said. I will cause the shadow of the sundial, which has started going down on the sundial of Ahaz, to go backward 10 intervals. So the son went back 10. Lord said, listen, I ain't bound by time. I, I created time. I can turn it back. <laughs> what a mighty God we serve. We got to approach him on the basis of who he is. And on the basis of what he has done. Scripture tells it all. Hallelujah. He says, watch this. And he says, he says, so the sun went back 10 intervals of the distance. It had already gone. Hallelujah. And Hezekiah broke out into a praise, y'all. So so watch this. Now, now we see Hezekiah. He's victorious concerning his own mortality. <laughs> what did he do? He followed the same approach. Spread it out before God. Brought it to the Lord Most High in prayer. Where the Lord says, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. It accomplishes much. It does much. It handles much. It secures much. Hallelujah. This is what the prayers of the righteous do. The Lord didn't have to give him a sign, turning the sun down back. But he said, you, you know who I am, Hezekiah. Hallelujah. And I know you know who I am. I can tell by the way you pray to me, how you talk to me, how you address me. So I'm going I'm to I'm give you a sign and I'm going to turn it back. And so it was. Hallelujah. So we see that um, Hezekiah was victorious concerning his own mortality. Watch this. And we're going to bring it to a close now. Hallelujah. Because a lot of times we, we experience certain victories in our lives. And we're talking about these levels of these satanic attacks. Right. So 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 when the enemy can't get you, watch me now. Don't, don't, don't log out yet. Watch this. Hallelujah. Now watch this. When the enemy can't get you by attacking your confidence, when he can't get you by bringing the reliability of God into question, when he can't get you to negotiate some type of compromise with him when he can't get you to sell, when he can't get you through fear tactics, hallelujah, when he can't get you Through deception, when he can't get you through blasphemy, hallelujah, when he can't get you through sickness and illness, he comes yet another way. Hezekiah ain't see this way coming. He didn't see this, he didn't see this way coming. So when we get to chapter 39, we see that he's victorious over the king of Assyria. We see that 185,000 men were slain by the angel of Lord God Almighty. We see that the king of Syria himself was killed by his own sons. We see that King Hezekiah's life was extended 15 years and that he was victorious over death. And when we get here to chapter 39. Marduk Baladon. Shows up at King Hezekiah's door. (laughs) Yeah. Satan got another. He he, he comes another way. Okay. He comes another way. He comes through Marduk, Baladon, son of Baladon, king of Babylon. Babylon was a far off distance from Judah. But he made his business to come and check out the affairs of the kingdom of Judah. So when the enemy can't get us, when he can't destroy our confidence, and when he can't trick us, when we stand firm in the faith, Sometimes he comes through things that we like, like flattery, praise, yeah, <laughs> flattery and praise. So, so Mardok Baladon, son of the king of Baladon shows up with letters and gifts in this 39th chapter of Isaiah, hallelujah. And, and Isaiah doesn't question it. He doesn't question, you know, where these these men, you know, come from or why are they, why are they here? Um, he didn't take a moment to inquire with the prophet Isaiah. He 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 received the letters, read the letters, let it stroke his ego. He slayed, you know, because when the report went out, what did it sound like? You know, King of Judah slayed 185,000, sl- slayed the whole army of Assyria. So, rightfully so, King of Babylon is going to want to come and check things out. Hallelujah. The problem with this is that we know that Babylon the Great is representative of the satanic kingdom of darkness, right? And so when when the satanic kingdom of darkness can't get in your life by other ways, they come in through nice ways, bearing gifts, writing kind letters, through people that smile, wink at you, make you feel good, and you open the door. Hezekiah opened the door and he let him in. The word the Lord tells us in in, in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 5. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. So while Marduk Baladon is handing King Hezekiah these beautiful letters and these gifts, he's spreading a net under his feet hallelujah so 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 first and foremost we have to acknowledge that at all points in our life all right we need to bring every potential alliance before god okay because Mardok showed up with his letter and his gifts why because he wanted an alliance who who hey, we we heard the history of the Assyrian army nobody had defeated them so so the king of babylon it, I, I feel like it's reasonable to to infer that you know the king king of babylon is like hold on let me let me go down here and check this out babylon was the the, the most pagan nation of all pagan nations. And Hezekiah didn't question it. He opened the door and he let them come in. Hallelujah. Let us see how 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 Isaiah the prophet responded to this. So watch this. The word of the Lord says, um at verse 3. Then Isaiah chapter 9 verse 3. Then Isaiah the prophet came to King Hezekiah and asked him, "What did these men say?" "What did these men Say, where did they come from? Hezekiah answered, They came to me from a distant country, Babylon. Amen. Our alliances must be vetted. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, Isaiah said, What have they seen in your palace? Response. They have seen everything in my palace, said Hezekiah. There isn't anything among my treasures that I haven't shown them. Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear what Adonai is about says, the Lord of hosts. The day will come when everything in your palace, along with everything your ancestors stored up until today, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says Adonai. See, the enemy couldn't get him with questioning their confidence, questioning their God, evoking fear, Saying blasphemous things they stood firm in the faith. Firm in the faith, when these letters came and these gifts came, and this possibility of an alliance from a faraway nation came, he opened the gates wide to the enemy. Walked the satanic kingdom of darkness through the territory of Judah, showcased all of their goods, all of their treasures to him hallelujah, showed them the armory, you know, every all the ammunition that they had, the fine oils, their incenses, showed them everything. Everything. And Isaiah says, nothing will be left. They will carry off some of your descendants, your own offspring, and they will be made eunuchs, serving in the palace of the king of Babylon. Hezekiah said to Isaiah, and this is a little disappointing for me, Hezekiah's response is, because he says, the word of Adonai, which you have just told me, is good, because he thought at least peace and truth will continue during my lifetime. How sad. How sad. He received that word because he opened up the door for But he felt secure in the fact that at least there'll be peace in these last 15 years that I have. Hallelujah. So what do we we take away from this? How do we deal with this type of satanic attack when the enemy comes in a way that you just don't see? Right? He was so nice to me. He seemed like the perfect guy. He was nice to my children. You know, she seemed like the perfect woman. It seemed like the church that we should join. Well, h- how do we handle these types of satanic attacks that don't come in the traditional ways that we've seen Satan operate? Hallelujah. I submit to you tonight, we handle them the same way. We got to spread that out before God Almighty in prayer. Hallelujah. We have to ask the Lord Most High to expose and destroy all flattering satanic agents attempting to enter into our life. Because this is the kind of like Hezekiah, he, he ain't see it coming. He didn't see it. He didn't see it. But see, prayer will expose what you can't see. Prayer will destroy what's trying to get to you that you can't see. How do we handle it? Spread it out. This, hallelujah, is another form or another level of Satan's attacks. And so we have to ask the God who sees all and knows all to expose and destroy all flattering satanic agents attempting to enter into my life. Hallelujah. And the Lord Most High will do it. He will expose. He will show you who they are. Sometimes he will destroy and sometimes he will expose and tell you cut him, cut him off. And we just have to be obedient. Hallelujah. But this has to be a constant daily part of our prayer life. Because the enemy comes by way of flattery and gifts. Even promotions on your job. Every promotion ain't for you some promotions are set up by the enemy hallelujah so we have to ask God almighty to expose every every flattering satanic agent every false opportunity every counterfeit blessing expose them all Lord may they come to Nothing. In the mighty name of Jesus, Hallelujah! Watch this, and 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 and, and so 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 we've got to we've got to ask God to expose these flattering satanic agents. But then also, the Lord Most High says to us tonight: You gotta stay humble. You gotta stay humble. Humility, I believe, would have kept King Hezekiah from showing all that he had to these strangers folks from afar that he didn't even know folks from afar that he didn't even know walking through the whole kingdom left no stone unturned why why would he do such a thing He read those letters, and I will tell you, Mardok, Baladon, son of the king of Babylon, knew that when he reads these letters, oh, he's gonna love every word. And you guys are over here prospering. We heard about you being sick, and now you've been restored. Wow, you guys are amazing down here. You know, he said all the right things. Oh, hell, the king. I believe you are one of the most powerful kings in the earth. Your God must be great, not realizing that this is Satan trying to enter into the kingdom to surveil, monitor, see what it is that he has. So that he can plan a strategy to march all of it and all of hezekiah's descendants right out of judah jerusalem hallelujah so 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 if we're going to abide in victory there are those satanic attacks that are easier for us to detect and 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 king hezekiah had the right posture with all of those things but i think sometimes when it comes to this part where people are nice and they're really wolves in sheep's clothing or when people conceal their motives right this is this is where we get this is where we can sometimes get caught up or get trapped the lord but but God is faithful to us, hallelujah! And we have to ask the Lord Most High to expose every flattering satanic agent that is attempting to enter into our life. Amen. My my life is about to stop on TikTok. It's ninety minutes. Thank you for letting me know that. You guys be blessed. Hallelujah. So listen, I um. This is the word of God for the people of God. I know it was a long broadcast, but definitely um, take all of it to heart. Recall these levels of satanic attack because he doesn't just go away. (laughs) You know, he he, he doesn't just fold. So we got to stay persistent in prayer. And we got to be faithful. We got to be faithful before our God. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this word tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for clarity concerning Satan's tactics and schemes against us, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We 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 know that according to your word, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, Father God. But we thank you, Lord, that your spirit in us is great. Hallelujah, Lord God, because you cause us to overcome, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father, Father, for your people tonight, Lord. I just pray a, a, a fresh and a renewed. A renewal in them lord god let your anointing fall fresh on them as they continue to do battle as they continue to stand firm in the faith in the mighty name of jesus lord god i pray father god by the power of your holy spirit that you would expose every every flattering satanic agent that is attempting to enter into our lives father god let every ungodly alliance father god be destroyed and brought to nothing right now lord god in the name of jesus lord father we're asking you father god to preserve and protect the things that you have entrusted to us lord jesus under the sun father god teach us how to be good stewards over that which you have given to us lord god Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for the measure of faith that you have given to us, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, for the increasing of our faith, even right now, Father God, upon the hearing of your word. Lord, we thank you for who you are and all that you do, Lord God. And I just I just pray, Father God, that this word be sealed in our mind and our hearts, Lord God, and that we may we never forget who you are, and what you have accomplished in our lives and in the days of old, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. Thank you, Father, for being a covenant God. Hallelujah. Who keeps his covenant of love unto a thousand generations to those who obey his commands. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. This is Abide Forever. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I pray that you guys were blessed by the word. Until next time, continue to abide.